Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about Mario Golf Super Rush and Chicory First Impressions. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. They come in, they come in the feed on our off weeks if you don't subscribe to the Patreon. But if you do subscribe to the Patreon, you get them like the next day from our normal uh, feed. So something to consider you also get to listen to the tiny terrors from the boys over at horror movie yearbook which is super great and if you haven't caught the last few there are a couple in there with some ghost stories that are true life stories in their freaky deaky so be sure to check that out uh, as always do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher we are twitch affiliates you can subscribe to our twitch channel if you don't want to do patreon and uh it's you can use your twitch prime which is the free prime subscription that Amazon gives you so graciously uh, once a month, and then you have to just kind of re-up it every single month, which is kind of annoying, but that's how they get you. Thanks, Amazon. Thanks, Bezos. Other than that, Alex, what's up with the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys most recently talked about 1984's Firestarter a couple weeks ago, and then I believe uh, next week or sometime this week, they're going to be talking about Black Death. So please check those out. Obviously, some tiny tears in between. Uh, they talked to frequent uh, game nerds, uh, writer, and also patron uh, Alan had some ghost stories from Scotland for them on a recent tiny tear. So please go check that out. And uh, yeah, Film Nerds is planning to talk about Fast and Furious 9, F9, whatever they call it uh soon but i was out of town this week so i have not been able to see it and i was not able to record but that'll be coming uh sometime soon and also black widow's coming soon they're gonna so. they're gonna do a whole keyboard aren't they up to f12 right like that's the I plan think they're stopping at 11 <laughs> i think 10 and 11 or the la the final two was what was announced see so. i feel like they need the f12 because i feel like vin diesel's that big of a nerd <laughs> He is a gigantic nerd in both the size and uh, amount of nerdiness that he is. But he uh, he he's in a he's in a game now. Like it's not Fast and Furious. He's in Arc Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. Never mind. I forgot what I was to say. <laughs> I do want to no. throw it out there also for uh, patrons specifically and anybody who plans on joining the Patreon. I did just procure myself a uh, resin 3D printer, and I plan on doing some cool things with that as uh, a means of thanking people for joining the Patreon. So I have some ideas floating around in my head, and uh, if you join the Patreon, you will get some of those ideas possibly mailed to you. So, Are you going to make me into a bobblehead? Uh, I was thinking about like making little <laughs> chibi versions of us, but also like doing like like fake Funko Pops of the horror movie yearbook boys I thought would be funny That'd be pretty stuff good. like that just because I feel like it kind of fits with everything we do yeah um yeah but also like I think we just we need to make a game like we need to make a board game and have like figurines and shit that would be sweet so I want I want one of those you know how you get the for for your, your young child you get the thing with different shapes that fit through it yeah 
I want one of those, but it's just Brian's head and small food objects that go into his mouth. <laughs> but like, like the you, Play-Doh things? But somehow the the lips are no. the lips are like those um like those things you can use to make perfect cuts for like tile and things like that. So you can fit mm-hmm. different shaped items in, but they're all really small. <laughs> cool. That's pretty good. It's like a version of uh what was that game where you put the little shapes in and it pops? Uh, perfection. Yeah, per- it's like perfection, yeah. but with Brian's mouth. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know that I ate tacos yesterday for the first time in a couple of weeks, and I did not hurt my jaw this time. Yeah, did you learn how to turn the taco sideways? I just like, well, I really rolled it into a tight burrito instead of an actual true taco. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we'll we'll save that for the side quest. We'll, we're going to get into that. That's for sure. Uh, Brian, oh, what have you boy. been playing in this, the past couple weeks here? Oh, well, I... Uh, I know you're still balls deep I, in Disco Elysium. I know that much. For reasons I don't care to get into into a regular podcast, I was trying to do mostly uh, single-handed gaming with just my mouse. So uh, <laughs> that didn't come off very well. <laughs> I'll have let it be known my other hand was doing nothing. <laughs> um, so I did a lot of Disco Elysium. Um, and yeah, man, that game, uh, it gets pretty crazy. Like You finally died, right? Yes, I did, but I knew I was going to. It was like very obvious. I just wanted to see what happened, but basically the screen just goes black and tells mm-hmm. you you died. Mm-hmm. How did you die? Is it like spoiler territory or? Yeah. Okay. Kind, yeah, right. kind of. Like, if, that, how many days have you guys played into that like game? Like 12 hours, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I would uh, give myself uh, maybe like uh, just past having a heart attack at the fan. I need I need to go back and play it again. Like, I want to play more of this game because it seems so ridiculous, but it is very hard to sit through all the dialogue multiple times, I think. Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like when they start going on and on about like, um, the history of Revachal and all that stuff, like I, I skim and I skip, I don't listen to all of the dialogue. Well, and I was going to ask you in terms of when you died, was there, are you being diligent at saving or was there like a, uh, uh, is there any quick save or anything that the game does, uh, uh, Autosave. The, the game does occasionally autosave, but it 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 like I'm not really sure what triggers an autosave. Okay. I think maybe it has to do with like hitting certain hours in the day or going in and out of certain buildings. You mean okay. it doesn't just purposefully autosave every time you do a really shitty roll? No. <laughs> but I yeah, because I I've there's a couple times now I admit that I've save scrubbed because I got really pissed about failing rolls at 97 <laughs> percent it, it was like it, this is like xcom all over again like where it'd be like 99 percent chance to hit a shot and you just miss that's what it makes me think of and i it, i just can't handle it because i mean unlike with xcom or something you, you, where you get to try again the next turn a lot of these checks the white checks like you can't try for many hour like in-game hours or an, an additional day like, so, uh, that's kind of annoying, especially like 
when you're playing through on, I would say Monday through Tuesday, I didn't find a way that you could really advance time, like, at will. Or, like, you, you'd have to just advance time by playing, like, yeah, you reading can't just, books, like, you can't just nap. dialogue. Yeah. Hmm. But by Wednesday, the game opens up a whole different area. That's not really a spoiler. It's very obvious on Monday that there's going to be a whole other area. Um, but, like, once you open up that area, there's a bench you can find, and you can basically just sit down and, and like, ponder life for 15 to one-hour increments. <laughs> so you can pass time as needed, which is what I've done. Like, Wednesday, gameplay-wise, was a, a significantly shorter day than Monday and Tuesday. And Tuesday was probably the longest. Yeah, okay. I'm on Thursday now. I've heard you can beat the game by at least day eight. Um, but the days are not necessarily the same length, which I understand now. Like, in real time, that is. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's gotten really interesting, like... By even, I think, the second day, like, the plot thickens a lot. Every day, new characters and stuff populate the map. New activities. Um, man, like, I just... <laughs> some of the characters are just so good. Like, that piece of shit Kuno kid just keeps, like, being endlessly entertaining. <laughs> he is, and, he is uh, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like he somehow has his hand in, like, so many different parts of the plot. Like, just kind of... In, in just weird ways, but, uh, yeah, he's just fun to talk shit to and whatever. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of good characters. There's a lot of good, um, side quests, honestly, like just really weird things. Um, I don't know. The writing is just good, but it's, it, it, I feel like it is a hard game to talk about without like spoiling things. Like, I feel like your best, I mean, if you can handle the amount of reading involved and, like, the general slow pace of the game, I just feel like there's no reason why you shouldn't play it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the story kind of has something for everyone. The, the writing is just hilarious at times, but also kind of, uh, like, serious at other times. And, um, there's the, like the backstory writing is so good too. Like um, that you can go real deep into like the history of that area and just what's going on in the world. It's like the world building is fantastic. Yeah. But does require a lot of reading or listening. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it other than I hope to finish it in the next week. Cause there are other games I would like to move on to. Right now. All right. Well, John and I need to get on it, and then we can uh, we can do like a spoiler cast with Nick. I'm not sure how far in he's gotten at this point. But. Yeah, we we could probably do that by next year. Yeah, I guess like what is yeah. the finite ending of that game? Is it like figuring out the murder or whatever? Like yeah. that's it. Like once you know that, it's over, kind of thing. Or like I mean, I think it's twofold. Like you can figure out the the murder, but you I, it's also like a journey of self rediscovery <laughs> because mm. you've lost your memory yeah. and there's there's a lot of different ways you can take that you can either basically you can you can go toward reinventing yourself you can just go toward spiraling toward your inevitable death as a drunk or you can uh try to attack when you try to grab the tie off of a fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
there there there's man yeah not very spoilery there's like a group of drunks i found in the other area of town that unlocks by wednesday and like man like you could literally just like they have like a whole story about you and how they met you and shit (laughs) that isn't really revealed in the early part of the game and Mm. It's just funny, like, there's just so many more layers that, uh, like, <laughs> that of the uh, backstory of your character, that of what has happened since you arrived on, like, Friday or something. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Good game. Alex, what have you been playing? I uh, have not played much. As I said, I was out of town, have not touched Disco Elysium, Ratchet & Clank, or pretty much anything, really, um, except this morning I was like, well, I- I've moved my Switch out of the uh, out of the uh, living room to my computer room, and I have not wanted to sit in my computer room, so I just ended up buying Chicory this morning, which is the latest game from the folks at Finji, which we probably talked about the last time we were at PAX, I think it was around when they announced that they would be publishing Chicory. Um, and to refresh people's memory, it is this game where you play this character who um, happens across this brush that allows you to paint the black and white pixel world that you inhabit. And um, it Brr. is very, like, it's kind of... Um, 16-bit or 8-bit Zelda-ish. Oh, I remember you. Sense. This is the game where, like, you painted the guy's house the wrong color and he got pissed at you or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I didn't want those colors. Could you uh, could you paint it differently this time? And then I painted it differently. I painted it differently this morning because it's a guy in the initial town. And I walked up to him and talked to him again. He's like, oh, you're done? Okay. He's like, I guess you just aren't as good as the last painter person. Um, <laughs> so that was good. You I, just can't always, win with that guy. No, apparently not. Unless, uh, maybe somebody's found a good color combo or something, but yeah. So it's, it's kind of Zelda like in the sense of like, you have a top down view of this world and, um, you can stumble into caves and you're like kind of walking around these forest areas and stuff like that. And the painting comes in because it can allow you to. As of right now, there's like different trees or plants that will behave differently if they are color, like if you've colored them in versus if you haven't. Sometimes they grow when you color them in, other times they shrink when you color them in, um, and that allows you to like maneuver around them or hop onto them, that type of thing. So that's kind of like some of the puzzly nature of moving through the world and figuring out what's going on in certain screens. But then there's also like, like I did come across the first boss today and the boss has like a, uh, you're, you're basically finding weak points and painting them in order to do damage to the boss. Hmm. Um, and so, and then once I finished that battle, I now had the ability to, uh, if I went into a cave, whenever I would paint something, it would generate light and it would allow me to like navigate the cave easier than, you know, or at all compared to before where it would be very difficult. Um, so it's, it's cool. I mean, the, the writing in it is quite good. There's no, uh, voice acting or anything like that, but I feel like it's kind of just this like fun and whimsical world. But, um, you know, I've only played 
probably like about an hour of it at this point, so I'm still really trying to break into what the rest of the story is. But it sounds like like basically the person who previously held the brush has put it down for some reason, and you're going to figure out why. And probably because you can't make um, that one guy happy. <laughs> just gave up. Be like, well, fuck this yeah. guy. I hate this hobby. Pretty much. Yeah. No, that that could do it. But uh no, it's it's quite good. I think it's 20 bucks and it's available on PC and Sony platforms right now. There's a native PS5 version of it when you buy it. Um but it's not particularly graphic intensive, so it's pretty straightforward in that sense, but it was just nice to sit down and play something on the TV. Um and it's a very uh low impact kind of game uh, at least so far. In terms of, like, I woke up this morning and, and played some of it while I was still kind of, like, asleep, basically. So, I'm excited to play more of it and check it out. I think the folks at Finji do a good job of, like, partnering with smaller creators to, uh, you know, release interesting games. Um, mm-hmm. Really kind of falls into place with, like, Night in the Woods, which was their first kind of big game. Um, and I think people who have liked that game would like this kind of game and there might be some people who like zelda style games that would enjoy checking this one out so chicory out now on pc and playstation 5 and 4 sweet cool i did play a couple other things what else did you play um i checked out a game that is in game preview right now on game pass called proteus not proteus which is a different game um proteus is a throwback uh shooter in kind of in the same vein as doom like og doom oh yeah i remember hearing about this a while ago um it is fucking cool like they really nail like the fast frenetic feel of that kind of game and uh the look of it with but they use like some cool modern effects like reflections and um, it has like full mouse look and everything and ADSing and, you know, like modern gameplay yeah. influences, but it's very much like the, playing old school doom the things like, we, to the, the point things to where become accustomed to in modern shooters, but applied to like the aesthetic of the original doom and doom two. Yeah. Um, and it also has some super badass music, although it seems like it's the same track kind of repeating. Wasn't doom uh, like that? yeah no doom had different tracks for every oh you're saying in different levels it's the same yeah Mm. um it also has a full level editor which is super cool and it has a full scoreboard system so you can like see how much better or worse you are compared to everyone else um and there's no i don't think there's any sort of deathmatch option but that's not really the end of the world and uh it's definitely worth checking out. And like I said, it's only in game preview right now, so it's only going to get better. Um, and then I played some No Man's Sky multiplayer last night. Hadn't visited that game in a long time. And like that last graphics update they did, man, it looks like so good. <laughs> like, I think I maybe did talk about that a little bit a while back, but, uh, I, I actually ventured out to some other planets this playthrough and uh the amount of like variety of fr- to the like flora and fauna and the animals and shit that they added is just crazy 
Like, <laughs> the one moon that I landed on, I have never seen anything even remotely like it in, in uh, the older ver- builds of uh, No Man's Sky. It was like all of the uh, animals were basically, or I mean, all the plant life was pretty much like surreal versions of Gumby. <laughs> like they had yeah. like these fake eyes on them and they were just kind of frozen there. And then there were these weird spine versions that were just like shoot, like coming out of the ground. Like they're in a, they were just kind of like circling around the same area and it had these weird, uh, it didn't have like giant trees or anything like that, but it had these weird completely, uh, squared off obelisks with like a hole in the center and I don't know. It was, it was just really weird. Yeah. And the whole color scheme of it was great. So I, I'm like, I'm a little more interested in exploring that now that they've added that extra variety and, and just the fidelity of it's better too. Like when you look at the ground, it doesn't look just like flat. There's like a texture to everything, um, more so than before. And, uh, it, I feel like, it's easier to play than it was like resource wise. I think they were, they're a little more forgiving now hmm. with the, with the resources. Your life system isn't falling short. Every no, that happens constantly still. I just, I feel like how is it, is the game really still randomized? Like how were they able to like yeah. do what everything they've done and keep it randomized? Like how I just, I would love to understand more about the back end of that game and how it works. Yeah. Like, specifically the randomization like how does it know which textures to apply to which surfaces and things like that and in those instances and just seems fascinating i saw a video of them doing like a a launch comparison to now and showing Mm -hmm. like going into the hubs up in space and how they were so plain and it just looked like this like empty ass like tron something or Mm -hmm. other and then they show it now and it's like looking in fucking cyberpunk like Oh yeah, it's a, that's another thing I noticed. Like the last time I had played, they just still had the plane aesthetic going on in the space stations. Yeah. Also, they look like they they have a, a variety of styles on the outside now, where they all used to look the same. Yeah. That's and cool. but like the inside, there's like a bunch of aliens just milling around the place, you know, like doing their own thing. More of them to talk to. Yeah, and, and like all the surfaces in there are like way yeah. more elaborate now. Like they've updated mm-hmm. the textures everywhere. Like it's not just on the planets. Like they've literally everything looks different now. It's it's crazy how cool it is. If they ever get around to it, I think ray tracing would be a really awesome addition to that game. But I mean, they've already done so much with it that I feel like that would be asking too much at this point. It just makes yes. you wonder like at what point are they like okay we're done and moving on? Like will no they more ever no or, Man's or Sky. are they just going to keep are they going to have a team dedicated to like constantly updating No Man's Sky and then like the rest of Hello Games can go off and do something else like hmm. Well, I mean Hello Games has been doing some stuff separately. Like I think they yeah. did make that game The Last Campfire I talked about a while back, which is just like a little puzzle game. So I think they're Big enough that they're kind of starting to branch out I, a little I bit. I suppose I mean something I, at the at the level of scope of what No Man's Sky is. Yeah. Like, will they have another one of those, or are they just going to keep kind of riding it along and do the little things? You know, like uh, I feel like with what they've done with that game, that it's not even necessary to make another one because I, they just have added so much to the game, and it's like not even the same game at this point. 
I'm kind of wondering if they've gotten to a point now, like I'm, I'm starting to hear on some of the podcasts that I listen to of like, they have made good on their promise. Oh, absolutely. And so like, maybe this is now where they can start thinking like, okay, the next update to No Man's Sky is a paid update or like, here's a season pass model or something like that, where they could start doing that kind of thing, but I don't know if that would, like, alienate the fan base or not. I think a, um, season's, a season pass model would. I think this, like, the, the the audience of this game would probably rather just pay for a full update at this point. You know, like, I feel like, especially because think about the number of people who picked up this game at, like, 50 to 75% off of what it originally was. And those are the people who are more than who are going to be more than willing to be like, oh, yeah, I'll throw some more money at these guys. Whereas the people who paid like sixty dollars at the beginning who probably haven't come back to it mm-hmm. are are just gone. Like th- that whole yeah. audience has disappeared. They're like, no, nah, fuck No Man's Sky. I'm done with this game. So, yeah, I just I don't know. It's just interesting to me because it's like if they would have been more realistic about what they were releasing or not, would they be in a position where they would be able to make money off of these updates instead of just releasing them for free? Yeah, like it. They they put so much work into these updates that it's like, I almost feel bad about the fact that they're not making more money off of it, but, you know, they have their deal with Game Pass, and, um, you know. That's the thing, maybe they are making, like, good money, you know? Like, maybe they're yeah. making better money than we think they are. That's possible. If they're a know. very small team, still, yeah. I think. I mean, compared to, like, a AAA game company. Yeah, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. In the future. Brian, did you play anything else? That's it. They're 26 employees still as of 2020. Yeah, that's small. That's incredible. That's <laughs> yeah. Like, what they've done with that game with 26 people is, that's, like, Which man. almost, it almost under, it almost highlights the point of, like, things for that game have to be procedurally generated because that's the only way you get that complex without mm-hmm. a, a, a massive team of people constantly working on the game all the time. So, I think that that all makes sense it's um, crazy brian you didn't end up playing any more dungeons and dragons dark alliance no it's like i just didn't really want to i yeah, mean it sounds like the whole gaming uh game game playing industry or community has kind of taken a dump on that one cause... well part of it was like i was talking to jim about it he played like the tutorial and then didn't go back to it as well and it wasn't necessarily just because it was that bad, but it was not what either of us were expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, isometric and, like, Diablo-esque, like, and it's like the not other really Dark like Alliance that. Games. Yeah. The original I mean, one I was top really, down. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what we were both expecting, and that's what I was in the mood for. I wasn't really in the mood for a third-person action game, which is what it is. Yeah, it's basically. like D and D Fortnite. <laughs> God. Yeah, well, I'm not sounds... super fond of the whole art direction of it either. So, it's... I mean, I literally just as we were talking just now, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna uninstall this because it probably take like five minutes to download again, anyways." <laughs> it and ultimately, like I feel like we're not going to review it at this point, mm. so that's fine. I'm willing to wait for Diablo Four. Because it's nothing to be better than that anyway. Any interest in checking it out at this point? I do want to check out. There are a couple of games <sighs> that just added to Game Pass, like this Immortal Realms Vampire Wars game looks cool as fuck, and then Iron Harvest, which is next to Proteus, looks cool as fuck. Oh yeah, Iron Harvest, I definitely want to like, check those out. Those look sweet. Um, yeah, that's an RTS though. So 
be prepared. It sounds like if anybody really wanted any real Dark Alliance action, they should just pick up the remaster that they put out a couple months ago. The original Dark Alliance was super cool, and at and for the time, it looked amazing. Yeah. Like, it was very graphically beautiful game at the time. Yeah, I'm just a little confused. Like, I feel like a lot of people have... Like, they're nostalgic for that game, and I feel like if they go to play this new one, which they would be interested in, um, they're going to just bounce off of it right away, because it's nothing like what they expect. Yeah, I don't know. It's It almost sounds like they just um, they just wanted to use the name <laughs> and yeah, cash I mean, in on some of that. But That's understandable, too. I mean, it's just like a known D&D, you know, world and story line. Like those characters, I guess, have been around a while. Like they, yeah. But yeah, you don't I mean, you don't realize like being outsiders to D and D, like how much of like the lore of these games is embedded in all of the video games that they've made over the years, and like characters that, like, just even playing first edition D and D with my crew that I've been playing with for upwards of seven years now, I think, if not longer. Like they've the the DM has brought in like modules and things of shit that i've been reading about for years now like yeah from stuff that was back in like the 70s so yeah it's it's crazy like the whole ravenloft campaigns with like the vampire settings and shit like and they've created entire like offshoot book series on that on that whole the lore of that that story arc and it's just it's nuts man and then to like yeah i guess to like play out this particular set of stories and everything with characters that are well known in the lore like it's just crazy and D is just getting more and more popular too is the thing like tabletop role playing is becoming a thing again like big thing specifically D D fifth edition is, has kind of made it easier for people to play and understand so yeah this is not D themed at all but i do have pretty high hopes for that the Ascent game that's coming out yeah, on Game I just, Pass. I was literally just yeah. watching the trailer on that. It looks sweet. I, I think that might scratch the itch that I was hoping uh, Dark Alliance would. Because I think that I believe that's like a top-down. It's uh, isometric, it's, yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's uh, isometric and like top-down uh, are very different. It's also side-scrolling as well. The Ascent has side-scrolling portions? Uh, that's what the trailer showed me. I, I, nice. I must have missed that. I must have not been looking at the screen at that point. Anyways, um, yeah, anything else you played that you want to talk about or not really, Brian? Oh, he's not even paying um, attention. Let's talk about Mario just, Golf. Yeah, yeah, Mario Golf. Uh, I bought it and haven't played a little bit of it at all. I bought it. Didn't I think it I up. put in about nine or ten hours roughly. Okay. Um, the, the main golf mechanics, the game, like when you're just playing golf, perfect exactly what i want it to be it's incredible it's just like every mario golf i've ever played and love and enjoy um i really like the mechanics of getting uh, putting spin on the ball now the way they have that set up is a lot easier to understand and utilize and with some of the courses that i've been playing you really have to use it like you have to um the story mode is basically golf story but mario and it sucks. Like, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I think I don't... Golf Story... It's funny, because I think Golf Story with Mario would get a lot of people excited. I liked Golf Story. It's... But I've heard from a lot of other people that, like, 
Golf Story does it way better than this Mario game. This does. the like I don't like this mechanic. Like when I was I was you know you 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 go through all the training stuff and it's cool and you're playing with like your me character so it looks like you and like you're like oh I'm in the game like whatever like that's cool and all, and then it's like okay you got a place in this tournament and like the tournaments are all played where like it's you and two other golfers at the tee and you tee off and they tee off and then you have to physically run to your ball. And if you don't run fast enough, like there is a clock timing you for every hole, you have a minute 30 seconds to finish every hole. And it just completely like removes the leisurely aspect of golf, Mm. like from the whole experience. And I don't care for that. Um, I mean, isn't Rush in the title? It is, but is like kind of a giveaway. Sure, yeah, whatever. But I wish I could just play tournaments and like <laughs> level up and get better at the game and not have to like f- like because I I find myself not concentrating. Like I literally am just like power shotting the ball every time, like and not thinking about what I'm doing because there's not enough time to like really sit there and like flip through all of your uh, fucking clubs and figure out which one's the right one. You just default to whatever one it gives you when you start the next shot and then you take it and it's just, then you're hauling ass to the ball. And if you bump into the other characters, you can stun them and they, and, but the racing mechanic doesn't do anything like it doesn't, it's, it only, it only worsens the game that's already there. Yeah, it, it just like it it only creates this like unneeded sense of urgency that just doesn't like I don't understand why it's even there. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. And I don't care because for nobody it. has time for slow games anymore. <laughs> this the thing is we're, like I, I got to the we're point we're constantly rushing through life. I did man. the first tournament, I, I came in first place, I had a negative eight, I think, on, on my score, which is awesome because the next closest character had a plus four, so cool. Like I'm really good at the game. But like I don't want to play it that way. Like I want to just like I want to do the tournaments. I want to have some form of competition against the computer and you can kind of do that with the normal golf mode if you turn on like other players and things and you can play with four people or whatever like you know Megan was like we should play and I'm like no I'm playing by myself right now like but like <laughs> you can like I want I want to do the tournament thing but I want to do it as a normal golf game, not this like chase after your ball and knock the other player over and blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you're being timed right now. Like, I don't want that. Like, I just want to play the golf and I want to do it with my me character because it's fun. Like the RPG aspect of it is cool. Leveling up and like, you know, making your stats better and like unlocking different costumes that give you different perks and all that stuff is cool. Like I dig all that shit. I love the RPG aspect of it. I don't like this runner Thing that they make you do it's it's just yeah. it's it doesn't make sense to me and i just don't like it so but beyond that the golf is a lot of fun um there are like challenge modes that i haven't really spent any time with because i was mainly just trying to get into the story mode and like the regular golf mode and uh yeah it's it's a golf game i would probably whoop brian's ass at it all over again that's just I, I w- absolutely i was gonna say maybe you just need to install do you have grand theft auto Five on PC. I do. Everybody does. Yeah, let's just install that and play golf. Okay, I'm I'm 100 percent okay with that. Uh, and then I'll rage quit. <laughs> we're gonna stream it, and we're gonna we'll stream you rage quitting. <laughs> I, that's still like probably. I mean, all ass kickings I received aside, um, it's my favorite golf game that I've played in the last. Oh, like, it's decade. fantastic! It's perfect. They did such a great job with it. I'm sad it's only like nine holes every time you play it. Like, 
I want a Rockstar. Yeah, I want Rockstar just needs to like, uh, basically do a standalone like Rockstar golf game. Yeah, they could they could just take that, add another nine holes, or maybe a couple other courses, and then put like extreme mode in it where you can use a machine gun to shoot the ball down yeah, the course or, or something, run over each other in golf carts. Yeah. You know, you know what was brought to my attention this morning as I was listening to the Waypoint Radio podcast is that the team uh, Camelot that made this Mario Golf Super Rush, this is the same team that made not only the Golden Sun games for the Game Boy Advance, but also Shining Force and Shining Force Two. <laughs> really? It's the exact same. It's the same company. That's crazy. They, yeah. So back in the day, they they started as. Uh, Let's see. They were they started a Sega CD4 was the name of their developer group, and then they renamed Sonic Software Planning. But then after that, they became uh, they became Camelot in like 2001, and that's when they started making Mario Golf stuff, and eventually uh, Golden Sun. But yeah, I don't know. It's sad to me that like they're relegated to the Mario Golf stuff. But who knows even how much that Golden Sun team is even there anymore? I like, don't think there's been just- one out. When you play it, it it makes the running aspect seem like it's only there so you have something to do as the player while you're waiting for the other characters to, like, take their turn. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's not even fun to, like, do the running part. It doesn't... Do you know, is there online play? Yeah, there's online. Okay. I'm kind of curious if, uh, I assume you it's probably the speed golf stuff that you're talking about where you're running but i don't know i i don't think i've re-upped my nintendo online because i was like yeah whatever i'll do it when i need it but yeah um yeah i don't know like i i i figured i would buy it because i was like at the very least it'll probably be good mario golf and hopefully the adventure game is good but it sounds like it's just okay well the thing is, is you, you have to play the adventure game to unlock the other courses so you're kind of forced into that ah but like really get you it as a golf game like if you just want to pick up and like smack a couple balls around it is a ton of fun because it's a great golf game like it is like in its at its core it plays perfectly it's a ton of fun again the the mechanics of the golf game are pretty standard, uh, you know, hit a to like m- take your backswing. And then in this case, you don't have to hit a again to, for your forward swing, you're hitting a again to put top spin on the ball. Or when the ball, when it, when the cursor's going back up the meter, you hit B to put backspin on it, or you're mm-hmm. flicking the joystick left or right to put side spin. And like, it just all works really well. And it makes playing these games a lot easier it, when you're when you're too close to the T. You don't have to actually like do the real fast like double tap tap it in. Like you literally just it'll say tap in and you hit A and it'll automatically tap it in for you. So you're not doing that thing where you're constantly hitting the ball around the hole like several. T- you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm sure I'll find a way to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, if you're putting too much on it and it's too far, it ends up too far away yeah. from the hole. Then yeah, you can still do that, but. It's uh, like a lot of what they've done in terms of those quality life things for a golf game are great and it, and it plays really well overall. But I just, yeah, the, 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 the speed golf running thing, I don't care for. I, it just, it does. Yeah. It just seems like it's there as like a placeholder for you to have something to do while the other players are taking their turn. And at that point, it's just like, just run a random number generator for them for their turn. Well, but you're all running at once, aren't you? Well, that's the thing is like you all tee off. 
And then if you're faster than the other two and you get to your ball first and smack the ball, then you start running off again before they have even taken their next shot. And then they're like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they're just kind of trailing after you. And like, yeah, I think what's really missing here is that you need to play this with people in real life and you can't, you, you hit your ball, but then you can't hit it again until you finish the beer in front of you. Yeah. I mean, so there, that's the thing is there is no actual like reward system for like getting like pu- putting your ball in the hole fast enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no, there's no reward there. So there's no point. In it, in it even being there, I don't understand why it's there unless you are playing like, you know, Birio golf or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to take a shot in between each <laughs> each hit. That sounds like my kind of game. But is there a three hole mode? Because I think that's all I'd get. Through. There is there is a three hole mode. There, you could do three, six, nine and 18. OK, well, good. That's good. Hopefully, uh, uh, we don't recommend you play uh Mario Golf three hole mode the at way that I just said you should three hole beer oh. golf probably bad for your health. You if you did shots of beer, it wouldn't be so bad. It'd be like a power hour or whatever, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Still but. accumulates to more than you should have. Shut. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> uh, anyways, is it worth sixty? Uh, bucks? As long as you're over the age of twenty one. Is it worth sixty bucks? Probably not. But yeah, um, and it sucks because Mario games rarely ever go on sale. So it'll be a minute before this one goes on sale. It'll be it'll be forty dollars at some point, but that's as low as it's ever gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's how I feel. Well, about it's Mario a bummer. Golf. I I feel like Mario Tennis Aces was probably a bit of a uh, a bomb, and this one sounds like it doesn't quite hit it either. But uh, I don't know. Like there was this time where these Mario sports games were pretty big, and hopefully they get back to that at some point. I don't know. Like I feel like um, I don't know. Like there, I guess that's the thing is that like games have grown so much since the last Mario Golf that like just being a good Mario Golf game isn't really enough anymore for them. It's it's just but, like I it. it it's a Mario golf game made for like this generation of young gamers who don't have an attention span and it, and they like, you can't just focus on the game and play like a fun round of golf. Like you got to have shit to do at every corner. And it's just, I think that is to the game's detriment. And if it were just stripped back to being a regular golf game, it would be fine. But I don't know. Anyways, what else? What do we got to talk about? We got got news. news time. Yeah. Talk about some news. Find some news here. See what we got. All right. Um, first up, Tech Radar reporting that Xbox Cloud Gaming just got a major boost uh, at the Microsoft Windows 11 uh, reveal, and I think a little bit before that, uh, they've announced that um, basically the cloud gaming servers were getting upgraded to the Xbox Series X hardware. Sweet. So now you will, when you play games through the streaming solution on Xbox uh, Game Pass, you are playing. You're going to be playing the most up-to-date uh, hardware version of that game that you can um, as they are rolling the stuff out. So that's pretty sweet, and um, that kind of ties into the next story, which is that Game Pass is getting built into Windows 11, um, and so. 
there's a lot of focus that they're trying to make this like really like a great way to play gaming. They're bringing over some of the auto HDR stuff that came out on the Xbox Series X and S and also the direct storage thing, which is basically the like even better way to use SSDs for game storage. Um, so it sounds like Windows 11 is going to have a pretty big focus on some of the gaming stuff that Game Pass has kind of started and the Series X has started as well. So Microsoft trying to take a bite out of that gaming gaming pie with the with the PC stuff once again, which is cool. It's awesome to see them focusing on these things and, and uh, you know, making them do more. I also heard that the store is getting a lot of its Windows 8 code removed. <laughs> so they're actually going to build it with more modern Windows code instead of using some of the bad Windows 8 stuff that came out. Good. So hopefully it works a little bit better in that sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think Microsoft is moving in the right direction with a lot of the stuff. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, there, I think there was some people, I was hearing some people talk about the idea that like by the end of this year, you might be playing Xbox Series X cloud games on your Xbox One. That's cool. If you have Game Pass. So we'll see if they actually move to that. But at this point, they have rolled out the iOS gaming stuff. And I think the browser based uh, cloud streaming stuff is at least still in beta, if not fully rolled out. But, um, yeah, Microsoft trying to make it easy for people to play games. And I appreciate that very much for sure. Uh, Sony made some acquisitions this week. Uh, the first of which is Housemark, the developer of returnal a game that we talked about a few weeks ago. Not very surprising. They've been uh, mostly Sony-related games for quite a while. At least, uh, you know, they had a couple games like Next Machina and I think one other one in the previous generation that came out on both. But uh, with Resogun and Super Stardust HD and now Returnal, they've always kind of been a Sony-forward developer, and it's cool that Sony is picking them up. Uh, once again, I think they're kind of forced into buying mode now that, uh, Microsoft has bought a lot of stuff away from them. Yeah. They're like, crap, we need to buy up some of these companies before Microsoft does. Yeah. Uh, and so they also picked up Nix's, which is one of the companies that worked on some recent PC ports, um, including things like Marvel's Avengers and Deus Ex Mankind Divided and the most recent Tomb Raider games. Um, but it's pretty cool that they're doing that because it seems like maybe that uh, points to the idea that some more of their games are going to be coming to uh, PC. So mm. um, kind of a good sign. And, uh, you know, I'm so Sony's, I feel like Sony's starting to fall behind and maybe they can kind of, I mean, wait, not in console whoa, sales. Whoa, whoa, wait, did the number one Sony fanboy just say that Sony is falling behind. I this think must if anybody actually listens to me in these news segments, I've been pretty like kind of even keeled on Sony as of late. Cause I think it's like, I, I I've always said that like PlayStation four put Sony in the first place and first place Sony kind of sucks. And so I'm, they get hoping, lazy. Yeah. They get very lazy. They don't fight for their position very much. And I'm hoping that like, some of this Game Pass stuff has them kind of shaking in their boots, and they don't have a lot of, like, future stuff figured out. And also, they don't have 
Elder Scrolls anymore. They can't rely on some of the biggest games that came out in the PlayStation 3 generation. Yeah, that's um, a problem. That's a problem for them. So they're going to have to start figuring something out, and we'll see if they do and what that something actually is. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they kind of have things like Demon Souls locked down to an extent, but like that that's not the on the same level as having a Skyrim game. For sure, for sure. Elder Scrolls and- game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I don't know. What's the next thing that you could possibly do? Like, is there anything else that's that big? And the only thing I can really think of is, like, would Sony ever buy Rockstar? But I don't think that that could ever happen because Rockstar yeah, I think, I think, prints money. Well, and Rockstar yes. is owned by Take-Two, and Take-Two is huge. Yeah, well, Take-Two is huge, but also Rockstar literally, like, they don't need to make a video game anymore because they have Grand Theft Auto Online. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what Sony could buy to significantly hurt the Xbox audience in the way that Microsoft has hurt the Sony audience. So, right. We'll see. Uh, the other thing that was interesting, supposedly one of the um, other, I think it might have been a Japanese Sony Twitter account, posted a picture of Bluepoint Studios and Demon Souls instead of either Nix's or uh house mark when this uh when one of these was announced uh so sony has been rumored to be buying blue point for a long time now yeah <laughs> and so someone at sony had a graphic ready to go <laughs> apparently <laughs> uh so there might be another acquisition announced at some point in the future possibly and uh they have supposedly been working on a metal gear solid one remake for a long time but uh no real solid information on that as of yet. Yet. Yeah. You'll hear it here first. Well, probably Pro- not. Probably not. You'll hear it a week several later. Several days after it happens. Yes. Yes, absolutely. John, you posted this one. Remedy, uh, it sounds like Remedy is working on a thing called Project Condor, which is a potential multiplayer spinoff. It, it of is Control. a, it's a, it's a four player co-op PVE control game in the control universe and it's being speculated to be something along the lines of like uh you're hunting down awes and things like that as agents and there are different classes of agents supposedly um you can kind of see it from that that second image there is there's like concept art if you scroll down okay um with like the four different agents and something in a body bag basically (laughs) like (laughs) so um this is kind of this is kind of awesome. This is kind of along the lines of what I was hoping they would be doing for like if they did uh, an online multiplayer spinoff of Control is like some form of like your X Files style agents going out and like tracking the shit down and like documenting it and mm-hmm. you know it would make a really great game as a service <laughs> like to ha- to be constantly updating it and then updating it based on real world events and things that are happening to like. You want to drive those conspiracy theory nuts even more fucking crazy? <laughs> Put it in a video game. I think, uh, like, it, to me, it almost, I feel like it would lend itself really well to, like, almost a Left 4 Dead style thing where you have different, like, deployments that have different segments to them. Yeah. You know? And so, like, there'd be different stages as you go through and play through this, like, one AWE as you get closer to, like, Ground Zero or whatever. I don't know. But... 
No, it sounds awesome. I'm down for more control, literally anything. Yeah. Like they could put in, out a control mobile game and I'd be like, okay, I'll check it out. In the, uh, <laughs> in the same article, they mentioned that they, Remedy is working on a new control, a bigger control game in the universe too. Um, and that's, that's set for later date. But this, I think this was kind of leaked. I don't know if they actually meant to announce this. I, I don't really, I'm not 100% sure, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh it's cool. I'm I'm excited. I remember saying I hope they make some kind of multiplayer game based off of this because con- the universe of Control is so good. Yeah, shit. Even Absolutely. a Control Battle Royale game would be cool. Yeah, if you have all those powers and shit, or you collect them as you go, like that would you be- just start in a giant room and it slowly morphs into a small room. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's, yeah, it's just the whole good. game takes place in the ashtray maze. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be really fucking cool. <laughs> well, sweet. Um, the Intellivision Amico is the thing that we talked about very recently, and uh, there's been some really weird stuff going on with it <laughs> as of late. And um, yeah, so Ars Technica has a good write-up uh, by Sam Makovich, which is, What the heck's an Intellivision Amico? Console's leaky dev portal offers hints. And uh, it says the creators compare the $250 crowdfunded console's power to a chip from a $100 2016 <laughs> smartphone. So that kind of gives you an indication of where these things are going. There's also a lot of like information here where like their E3 2021 presentation video had a bunch of stock photos that were basically people holding DualShock uh, uh, equivalents that have been photoshopped over with the Intellivision con- controller and it's uh it's a it's a wild story i could i I only got about halfway through it before i started really cringing at like some of the responses that were coming out of the intellivision camp so if we piqued your interest on the uh side quest where we talked about the amico there's there's more to look at and uh hopefully you didn't buy one based off of our discussion because i'm not really certain that it exists all that well yet (laughs) so I just don't understand why people keep trying to make these consoles like the uh, new Atari and the, even the Ouya, just any of these. The Oya? Seem, whatever. Yeah, the Oya. Oya, Oya, I think there's like a lot of people just trying to break into the video game market in some sort but of way. That especially- seems like the worst way to do it, though. Like, I'm not, I, I don't have like a, a business degree or anything, but... Just logically speaking, it seems... I think the the reason for it is the fact (sighs) that, like, the mobile game market has really changed the way that people view pricing for video games in some ways. And so the idea is that if you have this other console, like the Ouya, over here, where you can pay the $2 to get the port of Final Fantasy versus the $30 for the port of Final Fantasy, or, like, that kind of thing, why wouldn't you want to go for the the lower powered hardware that's playing a similar game? But I think there's obviously a lot of issues and problems and challenges when it comes to launching a new video game console in 2021. So, you know, I don't know. It looks Good like luck. a health, like a fancy health scale. Yeah, the, like, or I like just, one of the. I want to stand it on it me, so it can tell me how fat I am. You no, know, it reminds me of one of those like foot 
m- bath massager <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. I love those things. Where, yeah, you pull out these two controllers, and then you stick your feet in, and it gives you a massage as you play Pong for the 5,000th time. You, you sure that's not a defib- defibrillator? It oh, could yeah, it could be, be one of those two. Yeah. You hold the first controller above your heart and the other one yes. below your heart, and then... It, you, you turn the knobs to crank up the voltage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it tells you how anyway. fat you are. This is yeah. a really useful console now that I think about it. If it's all those things in one and it plays video games, <laughs> that'd be worth $250. It takes a full EKG and, uh, yeah, no. It, it probably doesn't consume much power if it's uh, just a chip from uh, t- <laughs> five years ago. smartphone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, Television Amico, saving lives. Sweet. Uh, two more stories here. Id Software shelves Doom Eternal's invasion mode, making horde mode instead. Brian, what are your thoughts on this? This is the well, only one of us that played Doom Eternal. I was really excited for that mode when they announced it before release, but then when it wasn't in the release version and I beat the game and I probably won't go back and play through the whole thing again ever. I don't really care that they're not adding it, but it's kind of a bummer that they just didn't get around to in the first place. Because so it, it sounded the, cool. The invasion mode was where players would invade other ga- other players' campaign modes as demons. I mean, having played through that game, though, like it sounds like a nightmare in retrospect, because that game was way too fucking hard to begin with. Just That's having somebody point. randomly ruin my flow by popping into the game would be not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a horde mode coming. Does that make you excited at all or no? If anyone wants to play with me, it would be fun. Yeah. I'm not well, excited about it, but I would give it a try. Yeah. I do, I do plan on pl- like firing it up one of these days just to see the RTX enhancements that they added. I feel like all of Doom normally is just a horde mode, so I don't really know. I don't know. I don't. Oh, wait, it's single player, isn't it? No, I'm not interested in that. That's dumb. I don't understand. Yeah, I would be excited about it if you could play with other people, but you can't. It's it's literally just single player horde mode. This is intended as a free update, though, so it's not. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't be mad about it, but it's not something that sounds all that enjoyable to me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, and then finally, Tech Radar has an article titled "Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut Locks PS5 Features Behind a Paywall," and that's dishonorable from author Adam Vestica. Vest- I'm not sure. I'm sorry, but why he anyway, doesn't listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't anymore. You don't need to apologize to his him. name. Ghost of Tsushima's director cu- director's cut is coming on August twentieth. Uh, it is a uh, kind of a uh, game of the year edition of the game, but also it is a uh, I believe it's updated PlayStation Five, four K, sixty frames a second, HDR. Which is, I, I think that stuff is kind of already in the game, maybe. Yeah, but if you know. watch the trailer for it, like holy shit, does it oh, look I'm sure it fucking looks ridiculous? It looks so, so good. I'll read from the article here. Uh, if you missed the announcement, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut includes every additional piece of content developer Sucker Punch has sold to date and a brand new separate adventure in the form of Iki Island. Iki neighbors the island of Tsushima where the original game takes place. Players will get to experience a whole new story, meet new characters, and explore a completely new area as the game's samurai protagonist, Jin. 
The director's cut will also include PlayStation 5 exclusive features such as PS5 3D audio, support for the DualSense controller's haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, as well as target a 4K resolution at 60 frames per second. And Japanese lip sync has also been added, which is a nice touch for those who played the game with Japanese voiceover. Um, But the author of this particular story is a little bit angry here because basically, if you haven't purchased Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation 4, you'll be able to pick up the director's cut for $59.99 or on PlayStation 5 for $69.99. But... Uh, if you already own the game, you have to pay $20 to upgrade to the director's cut on PlayStation 4 or $30 to do so on PlayStation 5. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. So I don't really know what else they released in terms of paid DLC for this game. They didn't. So I'm going to look it up live. I mean, he mentions that it's... There was uh, there was no paid DLC. The, the, the Iki thing, I think, is exclusive to this director's cut. Yes, but he he said he said, what does he say here? He says Ghost of Tsushima director's cut includes every additional piece of content developer Sucker Punch has sold to date. So the Legends online mode was a free update. Right. Um so I don't I maybe maybe he didn't do his research. Yeah, maybe he or I think he I just like know. has the wrong phraseology there. But basically, like, I don't know. The thing that I'm curious about, and I don't know if they put out an FAQ or anything yet, is if I own a physical PS4 copy, does that mean that I can pay $30 to get the director's cut on PS5? Yes. Okay. Because, like, that's cool, but I don't know. $30 is a lot of money. You're going to put me $90 in the hole for a game like I have already played? Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I don't know for twenty dollars. The the th- okay, I guess we should go back and say the article goes on to talk about Gears of War five, which basically they go on to say that like this game got an Xbox Series X update for free, and then they launched a single player expansion for twenty dollars. Why isn't Ghost of Tsushima getting a free PlayStation 5 update and then you can buy the Iki Island stuff separately for $20? That's what the Tech Radar article is angry about. Yeah, well, this thing is you're making me pay $30 more to unlock haptic feedback with the fancy ass controller and 3D sound. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, just give yeah, me I that agree. stuff and then make me pay for the expansion pack or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they, I mean, there's nothing stopping them from like changing the way this is like being released, you know, and maybe they will after this backlash. Cause I don't, I don't think tech radar is the only place talking about this, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't like one, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I have no dog in this fight. I've already beaten the game and I'll never pick it up again. Um, (laughs) because that's just how my brain operates. So it doesn't really matter to me. It, it's just, I don't. I don't like greedy companies and that's where I kind of put my foot down even though I'm not like I'm doing I'm doing what everybody should do and just don't buy it. <laughs> like don't play their game. <laughs> don't do the thing that they want you to do, you know, like just just don't. That so that's yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I think I think there's uh part of me feels like this is capitalizing on the fact that like there's probably a lot of people who might not have picked up Ghost of Tsushima waiting for this kind of update to come along. 
And so for $69.99, like the whole package, in my opinion, probably worth it. But like, that's the, that's the thing is that like, if it was probably the $20 different, not even, cause I bought it for what? $59.99 on PlayStation 4. If I could pay $10 to upgrade my disc edition to this, then that would be fine. But at the same time, I agree. Like, I think it should be, I think the, the console update stuff, I don't know. I don't make video games. I don't know how much manpower went into adding all of that stuff in, but it just, it's the same reason that I got upset about control and the fact that like, even if you owned all of the DLC, you wouldn't be allowed to get the PlayStation five and Xbox series X versions without purchasing the ultimate edition. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it all, it, it's just, I don't like when companies do this kind of greedy bullshit and granted, like, Yes, it took people time and effort and it cost them money to like make these things happen, but like it's you're you're penalizing the people who got you the money to do it in the first place when you should be incentivizing them somehow, rewarding them. Yeah. And some reward the them people, for like being the people early who made adopters. The game successful. And, yeah, and I feel like this is just the wrong way to do this sort of thing. Like it's and specifically like with the ghost of Tsushima shit like if if i actually like if i had to if i had to like pay more money to unlock the fucking vibration on the controller like get the fuck out of here that's such bullshit like it, you should be giving that away to convince people to fucking buy a ps5 yeah well, I mean, you can't really buy a PS5, so what difference does it make? Yeah, they don't need to convince anybody. You can if you're awesome. And the thing is, like, that controller sells the fucking console. Like, I mean, it, it really does. Like, it, it, it does such a great job. It is a great controller, and I'm sure people are buying them f- for just playing on their PCs or whatever, but, it, you know, like, that should is... Should I? Should you? I mean, it doesn't really work with... I mean, it doesn't do anything special if you use it as a PC controller. It's just, I don't. I mean, all of that stuff is available, but nobody's probably programming for it yet. Yeah, yeah. But still, it it is a very comfortable to use controller. I mean, it's a nice controller. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just also, you know, this Tech Radar article highlights the fact that, like, Microsoft has also put out updates for. The Master Chief Collection, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, Minecraft Dungeons, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Grounded. But Sony has released kind of just... Yeah, that's all for free. And Sony's done similar stuff. Like, they did it. They they released patches that gave you more performance for God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Last of Us 2, and Ghost of Tsushima already. So, I don't know. Like, it's... It's weird. But it's those weird those were all just visual patches. Like it was like they didn't add the haptic feedback stuff which like, Well, again, and neither is, did Microsoft, right? Like Microsoft doesn't have anything special like that where they're doing more programming per se. They don't they didn't have Although, to because the Microsoft controller already had like haptic trigger feedback and shit like that. Not to the that extent that nobody uses except for 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 Forza. Yeah, not but, not to the extent that the the PS5 the DualShock 5 has, but it's uh the DualSense, sorry. Elitists. Um <laughs> but the the Xbox controller still has that stuff. It still has those functions and like to some extent and it's got rumble in the triggers. It doesn't have adaptive triggers. Yeah, but. and that's fine. Like, but yeah, like you can't you can't implement the shit if it doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah. No. That 
Absolutely. But it's like, I don't know. I think there's this weird equivalence here where it's like, well, Microsoft updated all their shit for Xbox Series X. And it's like, well, Sony has done that yeah, with it, some of their titles as well. It, it is very much to the same and level. That's, I, so I think like the Ghost of Tsushima thing is separate from all of that. Like this is this is like a different like fault like you said false equivalence here like yeah it is different because there is clearly more work that has to go in for them to go and use these new apis to actually take advantage of the triggers and do the 3d audio shit with with your headphones right right so like i don't know it just shouldn't cost me 30 dollars if i already bought the game for 60 dollars. agreed but who knows other people have done similar or worse stuff. Like, honestly, the control thing still just makes me angry. Because it's like, you've literally bought all of the other content for the game. And you're making people buy another $50 package to get that upgrade. Even though they already own everything in that package. Except for higher console specs. And so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just don't buy anyway, it. Yeah. Show them. Well, I didn't buy Show it. I downloaded it for free on PlayStation Plus. Show them so. with your wallet. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I Gojo, I think Gojo read about Ghost of Tsushima Legends and was like, we should try this out. And I was like, yes, we should try this out. And I would, I would be down to try it out at some point. But also, like, I don't know. I don't want to play an inferior version of it if there's going to be a better one out. But I also don't want to pay them $30 to upgrade my game. It's so. also a really good looking game anyways. Yeah, it's already a great looking game. Like That's true. It, I, I, maybe I don't need it to be 3D audio and vibrate my hands weirdly. Unless it, if you buy the, the director's game. cut, you can't play Legends with people who don't have director's cut, which would be a real <laughs> asshole move. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm still sad I missed out on that one. But, uh, you know, sucker Punch living up well, to their name. Well, good news. You can buy it for sixty nine ninety nine when you get a PlayStation 5. Or just wait four years for it to come out on PC. Yeah, that too. Yep. Cool. Wow. <laughs> That's it for news. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month. It'll kill people's shows alive and well. I don't know why I switched to that accent. What is that accent? I don't know. Check it out at mba.bc slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. More from, like, I don't know, Michael Caine to, like, Michael Caine. Hello. Hello, Governor. One of the perks to joining us the patreon <laughs> is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher <laughs> I, I, I can ruin them that's pretty good yeah, that's pretty good uh, <sighs> I don't know what we're gonna Boy. do next yeah we'll that uh, I heard Michael Caine's gonna come out. on and talk about um, I his do, D&D campaign with Vin Diesel. I do want to buy Chivalry 2. I told Zach I would. But oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him on at all since we saw him in person. Maybe he's hiding so, from you. And nobody else I know has been playing that game. So I'm kind of like hesitant to get it yet. Maybe we should all buy something and play it together because it's been a while since we did that I not necessarily say, together but play uh, play the same game so we can actually like have a full conversation about it 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're all playing Disco Elysium, but it's, you know, like a two-year-old game. Yeah, but yeah. let's, like, he's talking multiplayer. No, not not even necessarily multiplayer. Oh. I just mean, like, literally play a game that we could all talk about that's kind of new, but I don't think there's anything coming out in the next two weeks, and I don't want to, like, make you guys buy anything either, so I don't know. Maybe we can take a look at Game Pass or something, find something worth checking out. I'm saving my money for mostly for stuff in the fall. Or maybe we just gun it on Disco Elysium. John and I can get back to it and I can touch base with Nick and maybe that can be the next one. Yeah. I mean, you guys already finished the game, so we're good to go on the spoiler cast, right? My thoughts are, yep. Spoiler alert, I died in one minute. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) I've really enjoyed telling your your tale of Disco Elysium to other people. Yeah, no, it was good. How it was exactly what I needed. It's a good good way to me. sell the game. Yep. I don't know. Did anything good but, come out on the Steam Summer Sale? Probably not. It's still going on. There was that new probably. Warhammer game that looked really cool that was coming out. I can't remember what it's called now, though. I don't remember a Warhammer There's game. like... 75 Warhammer games that are coming out all the time. Yeah, but there was like a first-person shooter one that looked really cool. I think you mean 40,000 Warhammer games? (laughs) Alright, we're done. Anyways, alright, everybody, thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, Patrons, stay tuned for the uh, side quest, and we will see you guys next time. Peace!